I just couldn't let the day pass without um, sharing a few words. So I'd like to do that, and then I'd like to um, spend a little bit of time in prayer for Eden. Um, as today, she begins her life with Christ. And we know that baptism is only the beginning of the Christian life. I think that's often forgotten. We think that um, once we're baptized, we're good. But in reality, today is just the beginning. So I'd like to, at the end, we could maybe say a few words um, to ask our Lord for the grace. Um, and pray for me and Ayla, too, because we're new parents and we really need the help. <laughs> but first of all, I, I want to thank Erin um, and Naomi, her godparents, for flying across the world, quite literally, um, to be here, um, driving many, many hours and saying yes to taking this responsibility upon yourselves to pray for her and, and to lead her to heaven. And I thank Brian and Michelle for offering their home today and for sacrificing their anniversary <coughs> today um, to celebrate our baby and for all that you guys do for us. And we just love you so much. And for Zoe and Travis for all your help behind the scenes to make today possible. See, literally behind the scenes. <laughs> Um, so one of the greatest ways to glorify God is to share with others all that he's done for us. So I want to just reflect a little bit on our journey, these first two years of Ayla and I's marriage and the starting of our little family. So as many of you know, um, Ayla and I are coming up on two years of marriage this August, and it has been an eventful two years to say the least. To start from the beginning, we wanted kids right away despite the voices of the world that tend to say things like, wait until you have a stable income and the perfect house and the college fund established, because we know how expensive that is. And after a few years of you time, well, that might be the calling for some people, but we felt a different calling, and we didn't want to delay that. So I remember turning to Ayla on our honeymoon, walking down the streets of Breckenridge, and I just turned to her and I said, there's one thing missing. And that's our kids. Um, the desire was placed deep in our hearts from the beginning, and it's just something we couldn't ignore. And so we came home from the honeymoon convinced that we were going to have news to share with everybody, like that day. Um, but it took a couple months, but it did come, and we got pregnant in October of 2020. Um, and we couldn't have been more excited. We probably told most of you in this room within a few days of finding out ourselves. And at the seven, seven weeks, we went to our first doctor's appointment together, um, unfortunately, to find that there was no heartbeat and that our baby was underdeveloped. But the doctor hoped that we were just earlier along than we originally thought, and we held on to that hope for a little bit until the next appointment, it was confirmed that we had miscarried. Though we didn't know the sex of our baby, we never got an ultrasound um, to tell us. The Lord revealed to us through prayer and through those that we love that it was a girl, and so we named her Rosie, because that she was conceived on October 7th, which is the day that the church celebrates the devotion to the rosary. <laughs> you love the rosary. <laughs> which is our favorite prayer and one of the main reasons that we're together. Of course, we were devastated, but we were reminded again and again that we were called to be parents and to not let discouragement set in. We went to a spiritual conference up in Michigan with Ayla's family, 
um, right after Christmas that year, where we received immense, immense healing and consolation from the Lord and peace because we realized that we were already parents. And we were assured that our baby girl was with the Father in heaven. Again, the Lord promised us that we would be parents on this earth and that we will have more children. And we held on to that prophetic hope and continued trying. We conceived again one month after that in January, and this time at the eight-week mark, we got to hear our baby's heartbeat. We got to see them on the monitor. Praise God for that consolation because another week later, we miscarried for the second time. This time, the Lord was very obvious that it was a boy because the due date was October 22nd, the feast day of St. John Paul II, who is one of our favorite saints, and the patron saint of the Newman Center where Ayla and I met and where I worked for two years. So we named our son John Paul, and again we were heartbroken and left a little bewildered that this pain had come again. We thought that since we had a good desire in our heart to be parents that the Lord would grant that right away. But it was in accord with our own timing, whereas his plan is perfect. At times it was hard to remember his promise, but this time around we received an unexpected amount of joy um, just thinking about our two babies playing together in heaven. Strangely, our faith was strengthened as we were forced to surrender with great hope. At this point, we heard the call to move to Denver, and we decided that in the meantime, we would not be intentionally trying to conceive. We knew we needed some time to heal and process what happened, but of course, we would accept the pregnancy when and if it came. Fast forward a couple months to May of last year, which was Trinity Sunday, which we celebrate again today. And on that day, we saw the two lines for Eden, our third child. And we rejoiced with our family around us as we felt the Lord's presence upon her immediately. People always ask us why we chose the name Eden Marie. And as you know, Eden was the garden where God created us. It was in that garden that he breathed his spirit spirit of life into humanity. It was in that garden that God promised to walk beside us, and it was in that garden that he lived and dwelt and had communion with us. It was heaven on earth. And it was in the Virgin Mary, which is where we get Marie, that God became man. It was by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit that God came to dwell in her womb and thus was able to walk with us again in the flesh. Therefore, Eden is a reminder of where we came from. She is a reminder of the promise of where we're going. Marie is the reminder that God has visited his people through the Blessed Mother and visits us every day and all who are baptized into Christ. So you might be wondering why we chose the rainbows for the theme today, especially considering all that it's come to represent in our postmodern world. Well, we, we must remind ourselves that God gave us the rainbow as a consoling sign of his promise. The rainbow is a reminder of the covenant made between God and man. It is a promise to the family of Noah that God would never again destroy the earth with a flood, and a promise that with his family, 
the family of God would be established. Just as the rainbow signifies a gateway from death, from the flood, to a new beginning, it's through baptism in water and spirit that Christ established himself as the gateway, from death and sin to life with him. And in a similar way, God gave us Eden, the fulfillment of his promise. His promise to us that we would be parents. And a daily reminder of his faithfulness. She's a reminder that he cares about the details. He does hear our prayers. He'll never abandon us or our family. Because he dwells in her now, just as he did in the garden and in the flesh of Jesus Christ, our Lady. And we don't share any of this today for pity or sorrow. We share it because we've been given an extreme gift, and we want to share it. It must be shared, and sufferings are only part of the story. As Paul said in his letter to the Romans today at Mass, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. And so my last words is an exhortation to us all today, to not take the gift of baptism for granted. Infant baptism is possibly the greatest sign of God's love because it shows that it's freely given. We want to make it about ourselves, but it's really it's a gift that we just have to receive, like Eden did today unknowingly. So praise God for that gift. But as I said before, baptism was never meant to be the end. It is only the beginning, the beginning of a new life in Christ that just like an infant must be continuously nourished day in and day out and must grow to full maturity with love, patience, and support of an entire family. They say that it takes a village to raise a child. We've all heard that. Well, it takes a church to raise a child in the faith, especially in the world that we live in where faith is so absent. That's why we need the church and each other, and we can't do it alone. I would like to take this time of us all being here together, and while Eden's awake, um, I'd just like to take a moment to pray for her, pray for Ayla and myself. We ask for that, that we could be the parents that she needs us to be, and also pray for Brian and Michelle on their and it wouldn't feel right to do it any other way than, than through a decade of the rosary.